Good morning, and welcome to WKTY Outdoors. I'm Kevin Millard. Appreciate you being here on this Oktoberfest weekend. Prost? No, I'm not going to sing I'm Prost. That's just not... I, I won't subject you to that or whatever. Nor, nor, nor will you ever see me wearing later... No, that's just not... That's not... Uh, it's not Halloween. I don't want to scare little children. It's just not, no, that's not <laughs> not a good thing. But, hey, you know what? It is uh, shaping up to be a beautiful weekend for uh, uh, festing here in downtown La Crosse. And uh, lots of great activities going on. Uh, we got a run going on out here the, this morning. The thing that surprises me, I looked out here just a few minutes ago, uh, looked out the and normally on a parade morning, it's, it's, it's kind of fun. Normally on a parade morning, this place, well, I mean, it's still, you know, the parade doesn't start until 10. It's not going to get downtown here till probably 11-ish or so. But usually on a, a, a fest morning, there are just people all over the, all over the place. And there are because of the, the run, but normally it's, it's parade goers camping out, getting their spot ready and uh, hanging out and, and, and everything. And I don't know, maybe they're just, everybody's just a little slow this morning or something. Maybe they enjoyed themselves a little too much last night. I don't know. Uh, but, uh, yeah, there's, uh, it's, it's, it just seems that it's like, there's like, it doesn't seem like there's many, I think, I, I, you know, I looked out the window and we're at the corner of second and state here in La Crosse and looked out the, the window of one of the studios, uh, the KTY, the WKTY studio, we're in the back corner of the building here with no windows outside whatsoever. They, they, they keep us, uh, uh, confined into a, a, a certain area. Uh, apparently they don't want the the public to see us, but um, <laughs> uh, and there's yeah, okay, can work with that. Um, but uh, you, you know, it's just uh, uh, <laughs> honestly, gosh, I think I looked at the and like, man, there's there's more cops out here than there are actual you know parade goers here at the moment. But eh, a few people are setting things up. I, I don't know. Maybe everybody's just running a little late today. I don't know, but. Uh, uh, normally on, on parade mornings down here, it's, uh, uh, a little, a little crazy, um, a little cray cray, as the, the young folks like to say, or not. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's, it's always a little, uh, always a little nutty down here on, uh, on parade day. But, hey, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun and, uh, it's kind of neat to be able to, to watch the parade go by here, uh, downtown and, uh, see everybody and usually get to see a lot of people you, you don't normally get to see during this time of year. Uh, so that's, uh, that's, that's kind of fun. It's, uh, it's always a good weekend down here. And I, I hope if, if you are coming down here and, uh, uh, planning on enjoying the, the festivities, uh, have fun, have fun, be safe, have fun. Enjoy yourself. It's going to be a, a lovely weekend to, to be out and about, and uh, let's uh, let's make it a fun, safe fest and enjoy. Eat some uh, eat some brats and enjoy. Uh, uh, for those of you who are old enough, enjoy some adult beverages and have a uh, have a terrific weekend here in uh, in the cross. So yeah, it's 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 going to be fun. I'm looking uh, looking forward to it. So it's always a always a good, interesting weekend to uh, uh, to say the least. And if that's not you know if that's not your thing, um, hey, that's okay too. Nothing 
Nothing wrong with that. I don't. Uh, I, I understand that that point of view. You kind of want to stay away from all the crowds and everything. Yeah, but you know, you got plenty of uh, plenty of opportunities to to get out and do some uh, outdoor recreation. Beautiful weekend for that as well. I mean, it's just you know we've got hunting, uh, turkey hunting starting in Minnesota this weekend. We got all sorts of things going on uh, as we uh, well here on the uh, the last day of September. I'm like, oh my goodness! Tomorrow's October already. Holy cow! Where did the, uh, where is this month gone? So, I suppose I better start thinking about Christmas decorations, but or not. Um, there's a, a couple more holidays in there that I suppose we have to get past first. But <sighs> anyhow, uh, well, I, regardless of what you want to do this weekend, um, conditions aren't. Uh, Aren't too bad. A little breezy, but on the whole, not uh, not bad to get out there and uh, and, and enjoy a uh, a lovely weekend. Certainly a little odd with the uh, with the temperatures and everything. So you know, if if you are going out hunting and, and planning on being out in the woods or any of that stuff, just uh, kind of be prepared. It's going to be a little warmer than normal out there. Um, certainly, <laughs> by the time of I think we yeah, looking at the the forecast here, it was uh, you know. We're looking at mid-80s here today and then uh, today and tomorrow. And then uh, by the time we get to next week, the end of next week, it's like the high isn't going to be anywhere near 58. So uh, a about a 25-degree uh, difference um, between now and next week. So, yeah, it's... Uh, then, then it'll feel like fall. Then the leaves are going to start to pop and... Uh, I mean, they're already changing already, uh, but, uh, you know, it's it's that time of year. So good luck if you're headed out hunting this weekend or, or just uh, getting out and doing some outdoor recreating. Again, just be safe and, and, and stay hydrated. Um, I, I think it's going to be, um, like I said, it's, it's going to be, even with that breeze, it's still going to be uh, going to be kind of warm out there to uh, uh, trudge around with the with all the gear and everything, so just ah, be safe, uh, regardless of, of what activities you, you happen to be doing here. So uh, anyway, got a, uh, speaking of hunting, uh, a little bit later on, uh, earlier this week, the Wisconsin DNR had a, uh, a news conference uh, informational uh, session regarding uh, CWD and, and how, to, uh, how to deal with that this year. Uh, it was a, a media briefing, and I'm going to... Uh, play a part of that in a little bit later on in the program and we'll uh, we'll kind of cover that now that uh, hunting season is uh, is upon us here and uh, talk a little bit about like I said the uh, Minnesota started their turkey hunting season so that's uh, all sorts of things uh, happening uh, this weekend as well but that's uh, that's coming up a little bit later on in a few minutes here I'm going to get uh, 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 going to talk a little bit about uh, an upcoming film festival uh, an outdoor film festival, which uh, is going to be a uh, a ton of fun, and I'm kind of uh, kind of looking forward to that. And uh, going to get uh, going to get Keechan on here a little bit, and we're going to talk a little bit about uh, those sorts of things. And um, you know, it, it's going to be uh, going to be a fun time. So that's uh, that's going to be coming up here too. Uh, let's let me do a a quick outdoor report here before I. Uh, 
before I forget before we get to, before we get Keechan on here. Uh, and um, and conditions rivers up just a, a tad, but not it, it's it's all relative here. It was up about five to about five six uh, earlier in the week. Now it's come down to about five three and uh, is uh, going to remain fairly steady here for the next uh, uh, several days. Um, I think with that, some of that rain that we we got, it finally moved through the uh, moved through the area here. But yeah, river stage is still I, it's still low. I mean, regardless, uh, five three is uh, is is definitely on the uh, on the low end here, uh, as uh, as expected. With a little bit more uh, a little bit water, a little bit higher uh, river stage uh, bumped up the uh, the flow as well. Uh, pretty much everything is in the uh, in the low twenties right now. Uh, a couple of outliers here. Alma's at sixteen. They always are. Uh, the flow up there is always a little slow, but that's a big wide chunk of river up there compared to down here. Uh, but uh, yeah, they're about at sixteen. Uh, Winona's at twenty-one. Trumplow's at twenty-two. Uh, Banks twenty-two and a half. Genoa's at twenty-seven. Uh, Lakesville's at, at twenty-eight. So uh, that's the the tail end of that. Uh, uh, I hate to say surge, but uh, a little bump in the uh, the water here um, that we had earlier in the week. Uh, and uh, as far as uh, the water temperatures go, um, I'm kind of surprised they haven't come down just a, a little bit more. Um, and I don't think they probably will for a few days until we get towards the tail end of the week uh, next week. Then, then we might see a few uh, some drops, but everything is uh, kind of around the uh, upper 60s, 70 degree mark uh, at the moment here. So uh, things will uh, continue to drop. Um, not sure how much it'll drop between now and next week, but I'm sure it will uh, continue its slow, gradual decline here as we work our way into fall and uh, how that will affect fishing. Not necessarily sure at the moment here, but. Uh, on the whole, uh, I think just in general, uh, the fishing is a little uh, spotty. Um, I hate I hate to say that, but uh, unfortunately, uh, it's kind of hit or miss here from uh, the reports. The reports I'm getting, things are a little bit, uh, um, and it's not, you know, sort of. I hate to say it, it's a little inconsistent. Um, like example, the the walleye bite has been just a. a a little bit slow right now. Um, guys are still catching a few with uh, with crankbaits or a uh, a crawler harness, some kind, something along those lines. Uh, maybe a little, you know, twister tail plastics, that uh, that kind of thing there. But uh, um, it has been uh, just haven't. It's been quiet. Um, I don't know if just. Uh, I, I, nothing that uh, I was able to sort of attribute that to. Uh, conversely, uh, well, and, and the other thing too, uh, looking at the uh, at the bass bite, um, got some really good reports, and I've seen some really nice pictures on uh, uh, my Facebook feed for uh, just some really nice uh, largemouth being caught right now, and uh, you know, it, and they haven't moved around a whole lot from. Uh, where they were last week when we uh, when we met, um, looking at the the edges of weed beds and uh, in in backwater and, and side channel areas, uh, those kinds of places, you can uh, apparently go to town right now with uh, uh, with them. So you know, whatever whatever you want to use for your uh, your favorite lure, 
yeah, go for it. And now I'll contrast that with a uh, fair to midland sort of largemouth bite, or a smallmouth bite, pardon me. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I don't know if they're sort of transitioning uh, into a little bit deeper water or, or working into their their fall haunts, if you will, their, their fall locations. But, uh, yeah, it's been a little quiet with the, the smallmouth this week. Um, you can still work, you know, the, the, those rocky shorelines, the riprap, places like that. Um, spinners, crankbaits, what have you. But, um, again, it's been, uh, eh. <laughs> I that's not a technical term, eh. But, uh, you know what I mean. It's just kind of, eh. I think if, if I was going to be targeting bass this weekend, I think I'd be working, uh, uh, looking more at the, uh, the largemouth bite. Same goes for the, the panfish as well. Uh, the, uh, just hearing some great, great things, some great perch being, uh, uh, being caught right now. Um, they're working, uh, in the weed edges as well. Um, guys using minnows catching some just, uh, fabulous looking, uh, nice size. I mean, just sort of jumbo perch. That's one of the things I love about fall fishing is it just, um, seem to just catch the, the, uh, the largest fish this time of year. Um, and I don't know where they go the rest of the year, but hey, you know, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll take it. Just, uh, some jumbo perch being caught right now. And, uh, but the, the perch bite doing very, very well. Now I'm going to contrast that with the, uh, 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 the crappie bite. It's a little bit, it's slow. And, uh, I, again, I don't know if, if maybe they're just doing that, working on that transition. Uh, at the moment, the you know, the past several days, I'm not sure, but, uh, um, you know, still, they're still going to be in those, if you want to target them, they're still going to be in those, uh, play, a lot of those places where, um, maybe they've been, they've been hanging out, but probably a little bit, uh, uh, as I say, a little bit deeper, but even still, it's like my notes are saying, you know, it's like, um, you can, Fallen trees uh, in in sloughs with maybe a little bit of current. I don't know if they're just if it's just not dealing with the current or, or whatever. But uh, um, they're working relatively eh, reasonably shallow, six feet of water, uh, crappie minnow, uh, maybe a little uh, artificial jig, uh, something along those lines. Um, but uh, again, yeah, it's just been very very quiet this week for uh, uh, for the bluegill, right? The crappie, I should say. Bluegill bite, however, is uh, is still doing pretty good. Um, they're, uh, I think, they sort of uh, are finishing up that transition um, to uh, their fall slash early winter locations. Um, but you can still uh, do very very well with uh, the bluegills this weekend. Uh, and again, this is a, a great time of year to get out and uh, like the perch. Got some really nice sized, uh, some nice sized bluegills. Um, and uh, again, you're working maybe in some of those sloughs and, and uh, just off those main channel areas. Um, but again, they're going to be sort of moving into those, I think a lot of those backwater areas. Um, and, you know, uh, looking for maybe a little cover, maybe either a weed bed if they don't have a you know, tree or anything in the water. Um, or timber cover, things along those lines. Uh, they will be uh, uh, hanging out in, in those kinds of places there, but um, uh, they're great. 
uh, you know, they're great just fish to 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 go after any time of year. But this is uh, particularly a uh, a good time to get out there and do some uh, some bluegill fishing. And again, uh, like I said, like with the perch, they're just uh, the the big ones are 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 act, very active this time of year. And I, I don't know what it is, but they're just easier to find um, and are just a, a ton of fun if you're, you've got some, some lighter tackle. Put a nice bend in the rod there with uh, a nice – my hands aren't that big, but, you know, uh, they're decent sized anyway, but uh, um, it, it's fun when you can really fill up your hand with a nice big slab bluegill. Uh, that's uh, – as opposed to, like, uh, the ones I call the potato chip ones because that's about the – Size of the fillet, if you would, uh, if you would fillet them. So they go back. Keep the big ones, and uh, yeah, you know, keep some of the big ones, and, and um, enjoy a nice meal of uh, of bluegill as well, and or maybe some uh, some perch as well. But yeah, again, it's just it, it's kind of hit and miss depending on the uh, the species that uh, uh, that you're targeting here too. Um, if you want to do some, uh, still have a little bit of time left in the uh, in the trout season here, um, so uh, get out and enjoy that as well. And boy, I tell you what, nothing sounds pretty good to get a, do a little drive out into the the country there and uh, uh, do a little uh, do a little trout fishing. Check, check out some of those streams. If you get down in some of those uh, little. Uh, in, into those streams, the wind isn't going to be too bad for uh, uh, casting if you're doing a little a little fly fishing. But uh, uh, checking the report here from the, the Driftless Angler, yeah, it's, uh, you know, water is uh, flowing nicely, and, and uh, they're calling it excellent fall conditions. Um, some cloudy days out there. It makes it a little easier to, to uh, approach those streams. And um, fish have been mostly eating uh, subsurface. Uh, leeches and scud patterns, uh, maybe a few uh, uh, terrestrials if you want to finish fish those on top. Um, so you can have uh, have fun here as the uh, the trout season winds down here in the area. But um, yeah, it's uh, you know still getting a few hatches of olives and uh, mergers and maybe a few adults on the surface. But um, again, yeah, it's uh, that's another opportunity for you to. Uh, if you want to get away from the crowds this weekend, that's not a bad way to do it. Uh, that's uh, that's for sure. Find a little solitude on one of the, the many streams in the area here and uh, cast a line or drop a line in. And um, Don't get me wrong, a, a, a worm on a hook does uh, does pretty decent as well for uh, uh, for a little trout fishing too. So, uh, But uh, you can always enjoy a little fly fishing as well. So. Uh, again, that's a, certainly another opportunity to get out there and uh, enjoy nature, and especially now that the, uh, um, well, it, it's fun just to drive out in those areas anyway, regardless of the time of the year, but now with the, the leaves changing and everything, man, it's uh, uh, one of the reasons that we are so blessed in our area here with uh, with everything. So uh, it's great stuff. Um, so uh, just a lot of fun. Okay, I, I'm going to take a, a break here, and then uh, I'm going to get the Keep on the phone here. We're going to talk a little thing, a few things about the uh, uh, film festival coming up here in just a couple of weeks, and 
that's going to be uh, here uh, as we continue this morning on WKTY Outdoors. You're listening to WKTY 96.7 FM, 580 AM. WKTY Outdoors on WKTY 96.7 FM, 580 AM. I'm Kevin Millard. Appreciate you being here this morning. It is uh, uh, time now to bring my guest in, Kitchen uh, uh, Abing, and we're going to talk a little bit about uh, upcoming film festival that's uh, that's going on next week. First of all, Keechan, uh welcome back to WKTY Outdoors. Thanks for uh, taking time this Saturday morning to uh, to talk a little bit about the film festival. Oops. Ah, there we go. Okay. Thank you for doing this amazing show. All right. Well, you're 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 very welcome. There, there we go. We'll get you uh, all plugged in there. So, tell me a little bit about uh, what's going to be coming up with the uh, the Lacrosse Adventure Film Festival. Yeah. So, uh, you know, over the last year, we've kind of celebrated a year of showing the adventure films here in Lacrosse. Um, Bike Brigade's been just an amazing sponsor. So, we've had quarterly films, uh, everything from skiing and snowboarding and rock climbing, uh, mountain biking. Uh, paddling films that we've been able to show those at the river over the last year, and it's been just a great experience. Um, but we've been we've been purchasing those films from film festivals around the country, um, where they kind of procure those films and then they sell those packages to us, and, and it's really great that we can show those here. We've been showing those for free. Um, however, we kind of got an idea with Clara and Neil from the Ridley Theater to host our own film festival, where we would we would ask filmmakers to submit their films to us. And then we would uh, we would filter through those and host our own very own unique film festival here in La Crosse. And um, so over the last six months, we've been uh, getting submissions. We've had over 1,800 submissions uh, across the board. I mean, some are really great, and, and some were maybe not as applicable. <laughs> but it's been so fun to go through the films and to look at them. And we've narrowed it down. Uh, we narrowed down the list of 30 films. I know we had a some local uh, judges who've been coming to our film festival, we asked them to whittle it down to nine. So we're down to nine finalists that will be shown on October the 13th at our film festival at the Riverly Theater. Um, and then on October 12th, I should say, the day before, we get a chance to show a really cool film. First time is premiering here in Wisconsin. It's about the rag bribe, the right across Iowa, uh, sponsored by the Des Moines Register. And so this film was created by two female filmmakers in Iowa, and it really highlights the red bright and when it ended in Lansing, uh, just down the river. And so it's mm-hmm. just a really cool film, highlighting a couple of really unique stories about people who participated in the red bright. So we're going to show that the night before, because that's a little longer film. It's a 60-minute film. Uh, and we want to show that the night before, kind of give it its due and kind of give it its showcase on that night. Uh, so as you mentioned, it's a two-day film festival. Um, and our goal, um, to, to cover the cost and whatnot, but our goal was to really make it super affordable. Um, as I mentioned before, with Bureau of Bike Brigade Sponsorship, we've never charged for an event. We have no goal of making any profits mm-hmm. in this whole endeavor. We just want to bring folks together. But for this one, we, we are charging $7 for the two nights or $5 if you can only pump for one night. Um, so we hope that that's really affordable, just that experience to come together as a, as a lacrosse community and an adventure community. Um, and the first 100 folks um, get a clean canteen tumbler, like a stainless steel tumbler that's customized for this festival, and that gets you a discount on drinks at the Rivoli anytime you come to the adventure film. So we hope that that's a bonus too. <laughs> well, no, that's that's great. And and again, as someone who's uh, been able to attend uh, one of your uh, one of your nights, those are. Uh, 
those are just a, a great time, and uh, you know, you, you make it a really fun night at the, uh, a real fun time at the at the, at the Rivoli. And uh, I, I have to say that uh, uh, some of the uh, some of the films that uh, that you've shown are are just uh, just incredible, and and such talent, and and by uh, so many creative people, and uh, it it highlights. Uh, the outdoors it highlights their personal stories. Uh, it's just uh, uh, it's just a great way to spend uh, spend some time in uh, in a really comfortable, enjoyable theater. That's for sure. Oh, I appreciate that, Kevin. I I, I gotta think this this next set on, on Friday the tw- on the thirteenth will be very similar. Um, mm-hmm. The ones that have been selected are across the board from. Um, from people exploring uh, the winter ice in Minnesota uh, to surfing in Lake Superior, uh, skateboarding, uh, downhill skiing. Uh, we've got some female rock climbers, uh, professional gravel cyclists that will be shown. Um, a couple of guys are going on an adventure on the Great Divide Trail, um, so kind of riding from uh, the northern Canada border to Mexico on their bicycles. Um, and then a group of, of kayakers out west that are working to, to save a river on their reservation. Um, it's really stories across the board. Um, and as you said, we always kind of preface the night by saying, uh, this isn't a normal film night where you have to be quiet and, you know, please don't talk. We always say, like, please, hoop and holler, high-five your neighbor, um, give up, stand up, cheer. Like, the goal is just to be excited and encouraged together. And, uh, and even as you said, some of the films, to be honest, I walk away like my eyes are tearing up and I'm mm-hmm. wiping them away because I'm like, gosh, that was a really powerful story. I didn't expect that. Yeah, it's just yeah. hard. Uh, yeah, it's a fun night, and again, it, the whole goal, I, I keep saying this, I apologize, but the whole goal is, is really, um, like kind of the term I was talking about, a third space, a chance for people to come together outside of work and your family and to be together with, with friends and people that are like-minded, and we'd like to think that this is, is some folks' third space, a chance to be together and just mm-hmm. to kind of break bread, have a beverage together and enjoy a good time and walk away, maybe encouraged and inspired to, to do something cool in their life that they, they normally wouldn't think about. Yeah, and 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 I, I like the the use of that word uh, in, inspiring because that's uh, uh, definitely how I would describe uh, you know watching these films and uh, it, it just uh, the stories that that they tell um, and, and that they share. You're right; they are uh, they are powerful, they are emotional, but uh, um, you know, and and it, it does uh, uh, show a wide variety of, of activities. And, you know. Uh, Hiking, skiing, I, just a little bit of everything that uh, uh, is just uh, makes for a uh, makes for a great evening, and uh, not to mention the fact too that you know, uh, uh, and you've, you've kind of touched on it here too that you know it's it's a great time for families as well. I mean, it's a great family event. I I can't disagree. I really think this is a yeah a chance to bring your whole family. Um, all of the things that you're going to see and hear in the films are, are family appropriate. Um, and I'd like to think as well, it kind of encourage a conversation. Uh, I know with my kids, when they see these films as well, we oftentimes have this conversation about what they did, what they experienced. And, and sometimes it's, oh, my gosh, Dad, that was so crazy. How did they do that? And would we ever? Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's like, hey, Dad, next summer, we should oh, consider yeah. that. Mm-hmm. And, and that's been inspiring for our family because, to be honest, sometimes just, you know, on the life and 
my daily life is working as a dad, I forget about those little adventures and just think, you know what, we need to go and do that. I need to I need to be a little more exciting and encouraging and get out on the weekend. And so sometimes these little films just push me to be, you know what, let's do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and as you said, some of the films have a, have a social justice component too or, you know, conversational mm-hmm. component where then we have conversations about somebody who's done something and kind of push the boundaries in a, in a particular area. And, and that's exciting as well because that encourages me to, to deepen those conversations and relationships with my kiddos and family. Yeah, exactly. And, and, uh, uh, just, uh, all the way across the board. It's just a fun. And the other thing too that, and, and, and this, it, it's sort of a tan, uh, tangent or whatever. It's just fun to get and to go to a movie theater. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's just, uh, yeah. you know, I, I think with, uh, with, uh, kind of the at, you know, your, your Netflix and all that stuff and, uh, COVID kind of shut things down with, it's just fun to go hang out in a movie theater with a, a bunch of, like you said, like-minded people that uh, are there to enjoy a, a movie, watch it on a big, big screen, and just uh, uh, just have that, that sort of shared experience of, uh, uh, of enjoying some really, really uh, cool movies. Uh, that, is, that is so true. I think that's, that you shared, I love what you said, that the shared experience. Um, and the river does such a great job of that. It just provides that environment. Um, it, it, you know, as you walk in, it's, it's so many folks though, just a historic, cool feel of it. And then with, with Claire and Neil and John, the new ownership there, um, it just has this awesome family feel that, um, I, I love to think of it as a cornerstone in our community. It's just that awesome downtown theater that you feel like you want to go and support. And, and they really, their hearts are so in the right place. And you see all the cool things and events they're doing, the different films they're showing, but also the, the way that they're reaching out to other community events like ours. Um, really, really thankful that they're there. And, uh, and that it provides, as you mentioned, that opportunity just to be together. And even just the way the seating is set up there, it feels like you're, you're at a table with your friends or even mm-hmm. folks you don't know and you're like, you just yeah. encourages conversation. And that's, that's a lot of fun. I really enjoy the Well, and, and one of the other things, too, Besides, uh, you're showing that uh, the the Rag by Rag Bry, uh, documentary and the the other films as well. Uh, let's uh, let's just touch on uh, one other thing that uh, is is going to be uh, uh, that that you're kind of looking for as well with the uh, uh, the teen adventure film competition as well. Let's talk a little bit about that and what uh, what that uh, what's all involved in that. Yes, thank you for asking. Yes, so we we started as well the component with this film festival the uh, Teen Adventure Short Film Competition. And this is a chance for, for anyone under 18, we kind of said from 12 to 18 years old, to create their own films. They're short, so we're like under five minutes long, uh, to create their own films documenting their adventures and showing their creativity. And it can be anything, anything across the board, from uh, from mountain biking on the trails to just, just getting up and maybe skateboarding to school or their adventures with their friends in the playground. Like, it is anything is possible. We just want to empower and encourage our local youth to create their own films. Um, and and as, as, a, as a teacher in the community and Clara as a parent in the community, we, we just see the talent that's there and kind of mm-hmm. that, the spark. And, and as, as you know as well, our youth is just amazing with technology. So we wanted to kind of give them a platform, an opportunity then to showcase and highlight that um, on the big screen. So this competition is open for anyone from the team, the community, thanks to short film. And uh, we partnered with ORA, ORA Trails to offer some cash prizes as well. So the top three films will get selected. They'll be shown on the big screen. And then we're going to have live voting. 
So the audience on Thursday, October the 12th, uh, that is there in attendance can vote live on their winners, and then at the end of the night, we will award those cash prizes to those winners. Uh, so we're really excited about this. 150 bucks for first place, 100 for second, and 50 for third. Um, and we hope even, honestly, more importantly, that's kind of what we think is really cool for those for those of you to see it on the big screen, to have an audience yeah. there to celebrate their creation. Um, and we have all the requirements on our website, uh, crossadventurefilmfestival.com. So if someone wants to check that out, we, we pass it out to local teachers as well, but um, they can pop on, check that out. You just submit your entry digitally in a, in a Google form and send it to us, and um, we'll kind of pull it through those. Awesome. We're super excited to, to honor our youth. Awesome, awesome. Glad to, glad to, and that's that's going to be fun. And then uh, you're right, like uh, like you said, those those kids are are creative in ways that uh, uh, someone who's a little older uh, can hardly imagine. And the uh, the technology is so uh, so advanced now compared to when I was a kid. But uh, this is cool. That's uh, that's very cool. And, and uh, let me just. Uh, you mentioned the, the, the website as well. Uh, if people are yeah. looking to, to, to purchase tickets and things like that, they can do so there as well. If, if Absolutely, I... yes. Go crossadventurefilmfestival.com uh, or the uh, LAXadventurefilms.com. Uh, both of our websites uh, have links to tickets. Um, you can even get them on the real release. So if you go to the release theater, you'll see it on their schedule. You can grab them there. Uh, as you mentioned, it's October the 12th, Thursday the 12th is the Teen Film Festival and the Ragbag Film Shift. And then Friday, October 13th is our 90 Minutes of Films uh, that we'll have looking at a variety of films. And that one, uh, again, it's $5 per night or $7 for both nights. Uh, the first 100 folks get that free Coon Canteen Tumblr and that discounted beverage, whatever they use it at the Riverly for adventure films. Um, and I probably one last thing, and I, sure. I mentioned the Teen Film Festival of live voting. But we're also going to pilot on Friday those nine films that we're showing. We're going to have live voting for six different awards, uh, awards like People's Choice or Best Midwest Documentary, um, Most Moving Documentary, Most Creative. Uh, so we're going to have live voting. So folks, can, if they bring their phones, for example, they'll scan a, a QR code and they'll be able to live vote during the, the film. And at the end of the films, we'll show it up on the screen who wins those awards from that night. So we kind of we didn't want to take anything away from the audience. We want to encourage the audience and empower them to choose who are awesome. the real winners from the night. Cool. Very cool. Very cool. Well, oh, well Keechan, I, I appreciate you taking the time to uh, to chat with me this morning about uh, uh, about everything. I, I, I it, it sounds like you're going to have uh, um, just a, a great time and a great festival. It sounds like a, a wonderful time, and I certainly hope uh, uh, you get, uh, get some big crowds because, uh, again, as someone who's uh, uh, come and watched uh, some of the movies there, it's uh, it's uh, bound to be a, a a great time both nights. Awesome! Yeah, thank you, Ken. Thank you for coming and supporting us. Thank you for allowing me to share this, and uh, we'd love for more community folks to attend. So, thank you so much. Awesome! Awesome! Well, Keechan, again, I appreciate appreciate you taking the time. Thanks again for. Uh, 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 talking with me this morning here. I'm going to take a, a short break. Each of you can hang on the line. I just need to touch base with you on one thing, but uh, uh, we'll uh, take a break here and come back with more of WKTY Outdoors in just a few moments here. You're listening to WKTY 96.7 FM, 5.80 AM. Outdoors. I'm Kevin Lyon. Thanks for joining me on the show this morning, and uh, I'm going to 
move right along here with uh, with things and uh, get uh, into the next segment here again. Uh, mention this at the uh, the top of the show here too that uh, uh, the DNR held a. Uh, uh, media briefing regarding CWD and what hunters can do to uh, prevent the spread of CWD. And so I've got uh, a little portion of that that uh, I'd like to play for you here this morning on WKTY Outdoors. This media briefing is focused on chronic wasting disease in Wisconsin, also known as CWD, and how hunters can help stop the spread. Joining us this morning, we have Jasmine Batten, DNR Wildlife Health Section Supervisor, and Aaron Larson, DNR Deer Herd Health Specialist. With that, I will turn things over to Jasmine. Good morning, everybody. Fall is a really exciting time of year for our deer hunters, but it is also a good time of year to be thinking about chronic wasting disease. CWD does remain a significant concern in the state of Wisconsin, as deer are an incredibly valued resource in our state. Um, the disease was first detected in 2002, and since that time, we have seen an increasing percent of deer infected in some parts of the state, especially in some of our counties in southwestern Wisconsin where the disease was, was uh, first detected. In recent years, we have unfortunately seen the disease introduced in some new isolated areas of the state, particularly in, in isolated parts of northern Wisconsin. Um, for, last year, for last year, we did detect CWD for the first time in wild deer in a number of counties in the state, including Buffalo, Langlade, Wapaka, and Winnebago counties. But the good news is that hunters can take steps to help slow the spread of the disease. One of the most important things that hunters can do is keep hunting. Hunters are our number one defense against CWD, and CWD is not a reason for our hunters to stop loving what they, doing what they love to do. For any hunters that are interested in harvesting an additional deer or are interested in deer hunting but not not wishing to consume the venison from their animals, I will remind folks that we do have a deer donation program in our state. And on our website, we do have a list of participating processors uh, where, where deer can be donated, ultimately to get into some food pantries around the state. Another thing I encourage hunters to do is to be informed about CWD. Know the status of the deer herd where you hunt. There's a few ways that hunters can find more information about where CWD has been detected in the state. Um, and our website has a lot of information. Two things to point out would be that we do have an interactive map online, and it does allow you to move around the state and look at where, where deer have been detected with CWD and when. And then we also have a website that allows folks to look up um, a particular county and search by year and the year and county and see exactly how many deer have been tested and how many of those deer have tested positive. It's equally important for hunters to learn about how CWD spreads so that they can take steps to help reduce spread over time. One of the important things that we highlight a lot is baiting and feeding of deer. Um, it is a risk factor for CWD spread, and there are many counties in the state where baiting and feeding is prohibited. Um, I will remind hunters to check our website map online as the status of a county can change depending on the duration of time that it has been since the CWD has been detected either in the county or nearby. Additionally, deer carcass, part, deer carcass parts can spread CWD, so we highly encourage hunters to make sure that any deer butcher waste that they're removing is disposed of ultimately ends up in a landfill. We certainly don't want hunters transporting CWD home with them in the back of their trucks. And then finally, get your deer tested. Every deer that we sample provides critical information to help us better understand the status of 
of CWD in our state and how that um, how the disease is changing over time. And just a reminder that health officials do recommend that hunters refrain from consuming venison from positive deer. And so we do allow um, hunters, we, we will accept deer from anywhere in the state to be submitted for CWD testing, although each year we do have a surveillance plan that identifies priority areas of testing um, from a, the perspective of monitoring the disease over time. And so with that, I wish all of our hunters a safe and successful hunt, and I will turn the floor over to our herd health specialist, Erin. Thank you, Jasmine. As was mentioned, my name is Erin Larson, and I'm going to share some information on some of the tools that are available to you to help with your hunt this fall. So as Jasmine mentioned, we have a surveillance plan for this year where we are focusing sampling in the southern part of the state as well as for the central counties and then uh, statewide in areas around wild or captive CWD positive detections. But of course, we will take deer from hunters harvested anywhere in the state to be tested and have a lot of locations available to help with that. So where to go to find those locations is we do have a map on our website where you can uh, zoom into your area of where you'll be hunting and find what's available at that spot. Two of our main options for getting your deer sample would be self-service kiosks, and that would be up uh, available 24 hours a day where all the tools are there for the hunter to uh, submit their sample, or we also have staff locations, so those would be at a business where there would be people to help you through the process of getting your deer sample. I also want to mention we do still have an electronic form that is in place of a hard copy form, so when you would go to get your deer sampled, you're going to be filling out a little bit of information with your, your contact information and then where the deer was harvested. Uh, there is a hard copy form at all of our sampling locations, but you can also, instead of using that, use an electronic form through your Go Wild account, which is, is easier. Uh, you just have to uh, put a couple of points of data on and then pick a point on a map. So um, that can be done on a smartphone or could be done uh, on a home computer when you get home after being at a sampling location. Also on that map is where all of our disposal locations will be. So we will have dumpsters available in every county as well as sampling locations available in every county. At this point, there aren't a lot of dumpsters out, but come October, you'll start to see a lot more populate on that map and we will have uh, locations uh, as mentioned in every county um, for ease of hunters. I do want to encourage you to check back frequently on that map for changes. Uh, there are certain um, locations that will only be up later in the season, certain dumpsters that will only be out later in the season. So check back before you take the field so that you see what is available at that current time. And then lastly, I just want to mention where you can find your CWD results if you do submit your deer for testing. We do have two areas where you can find that easily, as well as you will get an email when the result comes through. Otherwise, you can look it up on our CWD results page on our website, or it'll be right in your Go Wild account as well. So with that, I'll turn it back to Molly. Thank you. Thank you, Jasmine and Erin. Uh, we do have time for some Q&A, so please go ahead and raise your hand, and I'll go through and call on you to unmute. Uh, and then if you do have questions come up later, or you're watching this after the fact, go ahead, send us an email at dnrpress at wisconsin.gov, and we'll help you get your questions answered. Danielle, go ahead and unmute. Hi, thanks for taking my question. Um, I'm just wondering if you can give an overview of how many counties now are considered CWD affected and where you saw the new detections in the last year. 
We have 62 counties that are now CWD affected and it's considered CWD affected if it's had a CWD positive detection in it or if that county is within 10 miles of where a CWD positive detection was occurred. So not every CWD county has had a positive right within the county. And then the new counties that we had wild detections last year were Langlade, Wapaka, um, help me out, Jasmine, I don't have them written out in front of you, is it Winnebago and... Um, and Buffalo. Buffalo, thank you. Thanks, and just as a follow-up, you know, since we continue to see new CWD detections and it's expanded to more counties being considered affected, um, what is the agency's stance on addressing that, and are there any discussions about any new rules or regulations to control the spread? So our current CWD response plan um, is going to expire soon. It was a 15-year plan, and we are right now in the process of um, embarking down a revision of that plan. So certainly we are just in the beginning process of taking a hard look. We are very concerned about that, that continued spread. Um, so we will take a holistic look kind of at all the options that there are for um, addressing CWD and, and free-ranging deer and kind of put everything on the table. So there should be more coming on that within in the next year, but we're just embarking down that process to, to determine what that's going to look like in terms of actually getting, getting, getting in the weeds and, and, and working on that plan. A uh, little briefing that they had uh, the other day here regarding CWD. i got to take a break here real quick. Be back with uh, more of WKTY Outdoors in just a few moments. You're listening to WKTY 96.7 FM, 580 AM. And welcome back to WKTY Outdoors. I'm Kevin Millard. Thanks for being here again uh, Thanks to, uh, to Keechan Abig for uh, talking a little bit about the upcoming film festival, the 12th and the 13th. Check out their website for more details on that. And uh, thank you very much for uh, uh, for listening today. i got to wrap this show up, so um, I'm going to go find some brats, I think. That sounds uh, sounds kind of... Sounds kind of good. Anyway, <laughs> you be safe, be well, enjoy your festing if you're going to be doing that this weekend or if you're headed outside. Uh, by all means, again, uh, enjoy yourself. Be safe. We'll, uh, we'll be back next Saturday with another edition of WKTY Outdoors. Take the kids outside as well. Teach them the joys of the outdoors, too. We'll see you next Saturday on WKTY Outdoors. Your station for sports. Play back. Get up. WKTY Lacrosse, 96.7 FM, 580 